This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Rays Radio Network proudly presents This Week in Rays Baseball. The 2-2. Swing and a miss. Hey, struck out. goes down. That's eight. Coming up, we'll recap the action from this past week, take a look around Major League Baseball, and sit down for in-depth interviews with the biggest names in the game. In steps Brandon Lau, and he swings at the first pitch and pummels one to deep center. Going back is Green at the wall, and it's gone. This week in Rays Baseball starts right now. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to our latest show. The Rays' successful 2023 season culminated with a fifth consecutive trip to the postseason, but it also unfortunately ended faster than any of us could have hoped, with a 2-0 first-round exit to the Texas Rangers in the American League wildcard series. On Monday, Rays president of baseball operations Eric Neander addressed the media in a postseason press conference, as well as Rays general manager Peter Bendix, and Rays manager Kevin Cash. All right, thanks everyone for for being here today. Uh, happy to take as many questions as y'all have. Cashy, obviously everything uh, that goes his way would go his way. Pete and I will divvy it up. If you have something specific for me or for Pete, please just say so. Otherwise, we'll probably go back and forth. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, when we do these right after the season, a day after the. You don't get this yet, but this is the letdown from going hard for a while. So we're all challenged a bit with our immunity at this point. Um, first, just to start, a few thanks. Thanks to the media uh, for the coverage throughout the season and being a voice for our fans. You guys have always been incredibly fair and good to us. The good, the not so good, we feel a lot of it too. Uh, and certainly gave you all plenty to, to write about through this interesting, uh, highly successful, but highly disappointing season. Uh, to our fans, attendance was up 30% over the regular season. We had, I believe, the best home record in baseball. There's a relationship there. Uh, look forward to continuing to build on that as, as we go forward. Our staff, uh, want to thank our staff, Cashy, in my opinion, in Pete's opinion, I haven't told him this yet, so I get to share it with all of you. I think this is the best job that he's ever done here. Um, Pete, the day-to-day oversight of our Major League operation, uh, we went through a lot this year. We're we're feeling it right now. Uh, It was a long year. It was a challenging year. To win 99 games with everything that went down over the course of this season, there's a lot there to be proud of. The fact that we didn't do our season's obituary in August – or September that we made it to this point. There's a lot about that that I don't think anyone in this room expected, uh, in a sense, and really proud that we were able to at least reach that point and create enough hope and expectation to lead to the the disappointment that comes with dropping those two games against Texas. Um, and lastly, as much credit as Cashy and the staff deserve, 
want to thank our players. Uh, this is a group, for, like I just said, um, from spring training on in Disney to the TROP, this was a different season. Uh, this was a group that was connected, that experienced a lot of adversity, and found a way to bond, found a way to pick each other up uh, throughout veterans to young players just across the board. Uh, this was a special group and obviously wanted a deeper run um, for all of us, for our fans, the community especially, our staff. But this was a year where we really wanted for our players. It didn't work out. Um, but I believe they deserve to, to be praised for, for all they did to, like I said, create expectations for October that – frankly, didn't seem to be there very much just a few weeks sooner. Uh, looking forward, um, for all that went wrong this year, all the adversity that struck our roster, it was a historic start. It was arguably a historic amount of adversity with respect to the roster itself. We have the opportunity to bring back nearly all of this group, along with some players with, with better health. Uh, winning 99 games and being able to run it back, we saw the benefits of bringing a team largely back last year, the 186 games, and, and where that went, there's no reason to think the expectations as we move forward uh, won't be higher than, than they've been. That We're going to figure out a way, not just to get in, but again, our goal is to, to win that last game, to win a World Series, and I think more than any other year, the foundation of our organization was tested this year, and in many ways they succeeded, uh, again, despite the, the unfortunate two-game exit. So uh, looking ahead, you saw Luke Raley, Josh Lowe, a lot of the players we talked about last year, the left-handed bat we needed. We saw some of those players that took their licks last year step up, get comfortable, um, establish themselves. Jose Siri, Rene Pinto as major league players. There's a group that got experience down the stretch this year that we fully expect will do the same next year and, and keep us in a really strong position to compete for a division and compete for a World Series. Eric, can you just explain why you believe this year was the best that, that Kevin Cash has ever done? The, the, the most important job a manager has, in our opinion, is to keep players every single day coming to the ball, ballpark, caring about competing that day, winning and doing it for one another. And in no season was that tested more than it was this one. And in no season, in our opinion, was that example set by him and led by him in a way that wasn't in any other. So, again, I, there were so many reasons that this season could have gone sideways. You all are aware of them. You followed them. The fact that it not only didn't but ended up with 99 regular season wins in this division speaks highly, certainly to our players, but to our, our leadership, and, and that's Cashy. Uh, for Kevin and then one of you guys, um, just how do you reconcile the success and the disappointment? And, and are there things, you know, whether today or over the next couple months, you, you can learn? And, and I know it's a popular topic. Is your model need to change or you need to different roster or lineup construction? Just what are the kind of things you could look for that, that maybe do change the result? Uh, me going first reconcile that that's fair it's a lot of um positives and then lumped in with one big negative at the end um look i feel like if we're if there's negativity about this season we're in the right direction because then our bar is being set really high and it's we've we've done we've accomplished some special things here over the last handful of seasons and if we're able to continue to push it to get to that point uh, we're in the right direction. That doesn't mean that we're not going to continue to work and we want to get that next step like Eric just uh, talked about. I'm sure we'll put our heads together and figure out what we think we need to do better moving forward. We do that after every offseason. 
Um, I don't know if that answered your question. I think it's very fair, and it's something that we'll continue to wrap our heads around, but proud of the group and proud of the expectation. When the expectation falls, none of us want to really be here. I don't want to speak for them, but I certainly don't want to be here when the expectation falls. And then also, Peter, I just remember you know listening to you in, in Disney about how this team was constructed with the new rules, and it was more of a hypothesis. Now that you've had a year of the new rules, just how do you feel like the roster construction and, and what you guys were doing based on speed and flexibility worked out through the season? And, and was there any surprise of just how the new rules affected the, the day-to-day game in and out? I think that our athleticism and our team speed really did play in a way that we were hoping. I think that we had a, a pretty diversified and balanced offense. I think we were fourth in run scored this year. It didn't play out in the last two games of the year, but in terms of utilizing a lot of different ways to score runs, a lot of you know stolen bases, batting average, home runs, all of those different things, I think it worked out reasonably well for our offense. And I think that our way of building teams with athleticism and speed will likely continue, but I think it worked out well for the game of baseball too. Um, just locking in a little bit toward next year, what are the timelines for Rasmussen Springs and how limited would Boz be? I'm just trying to like look at your potential rotation options for next year. Yeah, Bozzy should be a, a full go. He's near a full clearance right now. Um, so I think the, the question there, different parts of their career, but someone like Glass, you know, he came into this year, you, you, it's not a full season. You're not ready for a full season's workload, but should be fully cleared, medically speaking. Um, but everything with his rehab has been exceptional. He was throwing some pens here down the stretch that he couldn't help but wonder what it might look like in a competitive environment right then. Uh, so that's been, that's been great and encouraging sign. And then RAS, uh, we are probably sometime in the second half, August, I think, was the, the expectation. You know, a lot of space between where he is now and getting there. Uh, but that's that's the expectation um, that he's carried since the time of the surgery in springs midseason, July August. Uh, everything's on track. I don't. Know, I when did that one happen? There, that was, that was three starts. Three, three starts, starts in. in. Yeah, starts thanks. In. Um, thanks um, to your question. It's a lot, unfortunately. Um, but uh, yeah, everything everything's going where somewhere in the middle of the season uh, with with him, which, you know, can, can be a real benefit in terms of how you structure this club and having some potential reinforcements come back if you can you can time it right and give them a chance to knock some rust off before the games count most. Anyone procedures or anything or if you were they'd be fine by spring training or kinda of what's the I don't Bilao no, Bilao should be fine. Uh, really? he was actually doing yeah. really, really well. We were encouraged and you know, if we maybe advanced a little bit farther, would there have been a conversation? So felt like he was in a good spot. Rayleigh, I think, ultimately just rest. Um, that was kind of a freak accident uh, that took place. Felt bad for him. Who else? Jason Adam Oblique. I, I would imagine he'll be totally fine here probably in another month. Siri was good enough to play, obviously. Yes. Yandy just rest with his leg issues. Hamstring. To- yeah, rest. And then uh, just a question for you, just based on what Eric started with, what was the toughest parts for you this year? The toughest part was probably the injuries. Dealing with the injuries, no doubt losing uh, our shortstop was tough, but I commend the guys that, that in, in the clubhouse that did a really good job of uh, keeping it together, keeping the vibe the right way, uh, letting the frustrations be quick 
and on to the next thing. I mean, they really came in focused on winning games, winning series. Um, so injuries, but they always are injuries and losses, but ultimately the injuries because, you know, we can play the, the what if game. I, I've done that for a week straight now because I know how talented that, that we were coming out, but I'm also very pleased with how talented we were ending. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Rass, is he going to switch into more of a bullpen role when he comes back from injury? Uh, very premature in terms of where it'll be. Obviously, there's a health history that everyone has to acknowledge. Um, I think that's something that as he gets deeper into his rehab, you know, we'll we'll see where he's at and and what's what's best for him. Um, I don't know what that'll mean, uh, but it'll be a lot of conversations with him, medical teams, et cetera, ours, other. Um, but first and foremost, want to make sure he gets back, he's healthy, and then assuming he checks all the boxes we expect him to, then you can start thinking about role and what's best for him next year and, and beyond. Right. And then, Kevin, just from your perspective, who were some of the, the leaders in the clubhouse that, that you leaned on this year to kind of keep the group together during those ebbs and flows and, and those high and low points? Um, well, certainly Zach Eflin uh, played a big role for a guy that had just been over for one year uh, I think his experiences in Philadelphia, some some downs and certainly some ups a year before, really helped. Uh, very team oriented perspective. I thought Yandy Diaz really evolved into a leadership role by you know a lot by example, but also the consistency in which he came in. Um, Jake Diekman when we acquired him and the veteran guys, but our, our young guys did a good job of leading themselves as well. It, it, it was just a, a, a fun clubhouse to be a part of that when you can get everybody kind of pulling in the same direction, good things can happen. So you lean on all of them to a degree. Kevin, now you've had a few uh, days to uh, digest the result. Do you have any theories on why the offensive approach in the last two games was uh, subpar? It seemed like you reverted back to the July form when you struggled at the plate offensively as opposed to April and May when you did everything right. Yeah, I mean, well, I think first and foremost, we saw two really good pitchers in Montgomery and Evaldi that both had it going. Um, I I do think after maybe four or five innings of the first game, it's fair to think that there were some guys that were like pressing, trying to let's let's get out of this, let's do something, and got out of their strengths and what they do of being maybe a little bit more selective, expanding on pitches, uh, not controlling the count maybe as well. Uh, but ultimately falls down to the credit of the two pitchers that we faced. Also, what went into the decision to uh, start Pinto over Bethancourt behind the plate in both games? Uh, I thought Renee had done a really good job since he had come up. I know, you know, you look at his statistics and the offense and all that, but what Renee does, you know, defensively is pretty special. And I think our all of our pitchers, our pitching staff, really appreciated throwing to him. Not to say that they didn't appreciate CB and. It's funny, we, we talked about it quite a bit, knowing that um, 
the games didn't go the way that we wanted, but there was a good chance that both catchers were going to play a role in each of those games. They just ultimately weren't tight enough there at the end. Eric and Pete and I, we're going to talk about it, but I applaud the coaching staff for everything that Eric said, which was extremely nice, humbling, complimentary. That that goes along to our coaching staff. They they did a really good job of keeping, keeping the group together. Uh, we'll have those discussions here in the coming days. Eric, in your opening remarks, you said highly successful and highly disappointing season. Six weeks from now, do you think you'll feel one more than the other? No. <laughs> Look, it's. I think we we talked about it last year. You know, last year's exit was really difficult. I we're human. I, I think this one, the way those two games played out, with the expectation, this group went from. Man, are we ever going to be able to have a representative team on the field the way we envisioned it? To oh my gosh, this team is you know bullpen, arguably the best bullpen you know in the postseason. The two starters we had, a batting champ, uh, Harold would have been third in batting. You know, like a team that was pretty well got to a spot of being really well equipped for a deep postseason run didn't happen. And I think because of that, they they earned those expectations, but it's disappointing. It's the fifth year in a row we've made it. That was. To me, the, I don't want to speak for these guys, but feel, it's probably the most disappointing exit we've we've had, you know. And that's part raising the expectations, and part just the way those two games went down as quickly as they went down. Um, that's not going to go away. Uh, that's we got to figure out. I think it's important to take all the positives and make sure two games doesn't represent anything when we're looking at this club. Um, and we got to keep building upon the positives that are there. You don't win 99 games with all that went wrong without a really strong foundation. We're going to be proud of that. But that disappointment, if that's not there, then we probably shouldn't be doing these jobs. So both. <laughs> Just to circle back, when you said figure out a way, you said that a couple times. Yeah. Is that uh, internal? Is that you guys? Is that higher view? Is that bringing in a consulting company like some other teams are talking about <laughs> doing? I mean, what, what is that? Don't bring in a consulting company, please. <laughs> Look, even if we were so fortunate to win our World Series, we are going to be re reviewing the things that we can do better. Because when you win one, you have great staff, you have great support, you have great talent and players, and you also have some great fortune along the way to make that possible. And if you assume that ladder didn't exist and wasn't a contributor, you'd be fooling yourself. So I think no matter what happens, you have to be reviewing everything that went down, what you've learned, how to get better no matter what. So that's that's a constant. I don't expect to bring any consulting firm in to address your your, your particular question. I, I don't know. And I there's an open mindedness that exists to figuring out what can we do better, you know, to get over the hump. Last year we won eighty six games. We limped in, we tried to get guys fresh. We got knocked out into um, some younger players. It was a lot for them, you know, to, to take on those moments. This year we faced an opponent that was limping in, uh, that was depending on young players, and they beat us up pretty good for two days. I don't know. The, the recipe last year didn't work for us. Did pretty well for you know those two games for them. It's really, really difficult. It's easier with hindsight, but each individual, we watch a lot of baseball. We watch baseball this weekend. We're going to continue to watch our competitors, our peers, to see if there's anything that within that that we can take away to help ourselves but look it's why we it's why we do this you know we're proud of reaching the postseason five years we're proud of the success that has 
you know, been maintained throughout the Rays area. I think that's something that we all should be proud of. But yeah, until you find a way to break through and win that last one, we're going to carry the same questions that John and others like carry as well. I think that's natural. That's why why we do it. So it's a constant review process, a constant effort to figure out how to get better. And there's there's no hint of us thinking we've got anything figured out um, because there's still steps that we need to take that we haven't. A lot of other people have. Is it from field level, Kevin? Is it similar kind of perspective? Very, very similar. I mean, I'd be really impressed with somebody that states it before it happens. If somebody does that, then we probably need to take notice. But it, talking about it after the fact, we're going to continue to work and try to make the best decisions in the off season, spring training, and certainly during the, the regular season that can uh, get us to the postseason. better health i mean uh, to your question it, it helps you know and i i wish we look the industry is experiencing some health issues on the pitching side of the, the ball there's no doubt about it um one thing i would just add to circle back that's part of the reason zach efflin's here is because of his prior health history and a few free agent signings before him so i and if those guys also got hurt it'd be a lot more confusing i, I don't know you know but it's it's a bit of a game of whack-a-mole and you got to be really careful you need to be disciplined. You got to be careful. You're not being too stubborn, you know, in your effort to be disciplined and ever learning, ever growing. Um, but yeah, like I said, the team that probably was most representative to where we were last year just knocked us out this year. Um, we've lost seven postseason games in a row I, over multiple seasons, multiple rosters. The AL East has lost ten postseason games in a row combined right now. So maybe maybe it's our division. I don't know. It's a pretty good division. Um, it's a really difficult thing to try to understand and answer, but we're gonna we're gonna keep punching and do what we can here. Eric, without making it seem like back here, camera oh, stand. Where are we? Oh, without making it All seem right. like a, a sour grapes thing, yeah. uh, it's good that MLB did away with the one game uh, playoff. We were better at that, <laughs> <laughs> but it, you know the NHL, the NBA. Yeah. Should these early wild card rounds at least be three of five? I mean, I know it's going to seem like since you guys were bounced in two that that's the hey. Let's talk about that. But should that be addressed? Um, another complex topic. We have our own complex topic that that takes most of our attention, all of our attention. Um, Look, it's there's an importance to winning the division. You know those four those four games in Baltimore, and especially after winning the first two, there's a reason we didn't celebrate that Sunday when we lost that game, and it wasn't a fun game to experience late and to lose. But it's because the, the importance of the divisions there. You know those buys matter, and I think that's something that for competition throughout the regular season is is a carrot that Major League Baseball wants, and that we're we're happy is there. Um, I think if we don't like it, we need to find a way to be one of those top two seeds, and then we'll be we'll be fine. Though I don't know, seems like maybe playing the wild card round and winning is also helpful. Uh, we don't know. I Peter, I just when yeah. your your comment yeah. sort of uh, you know Kevin and Eric kind of touched on it, but just when constructing a roster, dealing with the the large sample size of a major league baseball season. And then having to work with a small sample size of a best of three series and then getting to the playoffs. Uh, just for you, for your job, just how do you work in two totally different worlds of where you're doing one thing for a large 
chunk of time, and then you have to go into a f- all-out sprint at the end. It's one of the unique things about baseball. It gets back to the previous question, right? We were somebody told me. I don't think this is exactly right, but playing three game series after 162 is like playing two minutes of an NFL game after a 16 game season, right? And it's part of the the fun of this and the challenge of this and the frustration of this. Ultimately, I, I think that you know, speaking at least for myself. We thought we had two of the best pitchers in the American League lined up to start two of our most important games with a really diversified offense that could score in a lot of different ways in an environment in which we'd been the best team in baseball, right, and at home. And we had been phenomenal at winning series, and what we needed to do was win a series. And we got outplayed in that series by a really good team that also scored a lot of runs and also had great pitching. Because in the postseason, that's who you face. You face the best teams. And over a a short series, things happen. And that's not to excuse it. And, of course, we're going to continue to look at why those things happen in the way that they did. But that's also the beauty of baseball, at least in my opinion, that baseball is about both the long sample over 162 and then the most important games at the end of the season. Got to ask him more questions. That was good. Yeah, Eric, uh, how much research have you done on the uh, injury epidemic this year, given the fact that it was such a major part of your season? And is there any chance that you might make a tweak or a change to your in-season or off-season physical uh, conditioning regimen? Yeah, I think likely we'll make changes in a few areas. Um, that's just part of trying to continue to get better and not waste any year, any any experience that you have. Um health for pitchers i think it's you know performance velocity stuff has been something that has come on so strong the last decade plus um i think it's safe to say as an industry as a sport that's raced ahead of health and i think the game kind of incentivizes that you know throwing 90 and maintaining health is something that isn't really rewarded with major league opportunities these days and kind of where it is we as an industry have to figure that out. I don't think that's necessarily something that just falls on our shoulders. That being said, in everything that we need, everything that we do, we need to find a way to be better than the industry. And in some of those areas, much better than the industry, or we have no chance to, to compete and to excel and to win. So um, that is something that we will spend a lot of time on it this, this winter. Um, we have had some unfortunate injuries. Back in July, you know, going through potential trade acquisition, acquisition, excuse me, acquisitions and the like, looking through those lists of when you're sorting based on quality of pitcher, how many were not available because they were injured. It's staggering. You know, this is this is an issue for our sport that we need to figure out. But again, that's not to deflect away from our own injuries and circumstances. We need to find a way to be better than our peers when it comes to this. And it's something we're going to spend a lot of time on this winter, certainly. Kevin talked a lot about Yandy's season, but just Pete and Eric, what, what stood out to each of you uh, the most? I know that no Rays ever finished in the top five for MVP. He might have a chance to be the first guy to do that. Um, what stood out? A, a number of different things. I'll go with consistency. The fact that he was consistently at the top of his game all season long. It felt like he never went into a slump. And I think the numbers even bear that out, that he was just consistently hitting balls hard, consistently getting base hits, consistently taking his walks and hitting for power, he set the tone at the top of our lineup. I think he 
he was a big reason why others in the lineup were able to have a little pressure off of them and to perform at their best level too. And the fact that he did that all season long without really missing a beat, that was really impressive. Told you he's good. Uh, it's a good, it's a good answer. Um, I had the on field without question. I, I think, you know, Yandi from the time we acquired him for each, each, each year he's become more comfortable. He's become more trusting. The relationships have strengthened. I think that contract extension did wonders for him. It was an action that helped him feel like we didn't just say we wanted him here. We did something to, to show it. And, just watching Yandi continue to grow and to develop and to be one of those people within the clubhouse that has become much more of a, a leader of an example. Um, it's just been a, re- a really rewarding experience that extends well beyond just this season. Um, and excited to, to see that continue moving forward. He challenged himself to be um, <clears throat> even a better hitter than he already was. Yeah. That That's pretty, I mean, the, the guy just made a, got a three-year contract for, for what he had done. Uh, and for him to show a commitment in spring training and early on, even when I think early on he was hitting home runs, but he was hitting about 260, that drove him crazy. Um, but he committed to it. And with the work of our hitting coaches, Chad and, and, and that group, he stayed at it. So that was impressive to, to me as well. All right. Thank you. Thank you, thank guys. you all very thank much. You. We want to thank Rays President of Baseball Operations, Eric Neander, Rays General Manager, Peter Bendix, and Rays Manager, Kevin Cash, for their time. And while the end result was disappointing, there's no denying that the 2023 season was still a successful one for the 99-win Tampa Bay Rays, who finished the regular season with the second-most victories in franchise history. That'll do it for us, but we'll have plenty more content coming your way as the offseason unfurls into 2024.